Welcome to the Long Hollow Group Leader Podcast. We believe that life change happens best in circles, not rows. And so whether we're talking about your life group, your D group, or your family, this resource exists to help you make disciples that make disciples. We are back in our imaginary scenario here as we gather for D group with, in Starbucks. And we have had man, a great start. So we have used the starter guide. We've given it to all of our participants. We went through week one where we got to know one another, where we set expectations and where we committed to the group. Because we're awesome, we registered our group um, at longhollow.com slash register. Right, Mike? Absolutely. We did that one early. And so, because we're rule followers and we know how helpful that is. Uh, and then we went into week two where we focused on hear journals and scripture memory. And we did, we introduced those two disciplines and really helped people understand how to do a hear journal because it may be the first time, as well as scripture memory, how to do it well and to make sure we're meditating on God's word, not just memorizing it. Our group is starting to gain some momentum now and we hit week three, Mike. It's a big week. It's a big week. I will say this, that is an ideal scenario. And if you don't feel like you fit into that, that's all right. Welcome to discipleship. It's a little messy. I don't know if any of my groups has gone that smoothly. But yeah, it's not going to work perfectly. <laughs> That's right. So week three, what you're doing is you are completing introducing the disciplines to the group. And so if the second week you introduced Bible reading and hear journals, this week you're going to still talk about that. You're still going to spend time at the front end. You're going to do five to 10 minutes of scripture memory. Then you're going to do 25 to 35 minutes of Bible reading and hear journals. But then you're going to spend some more time doing accountability and prayer. And so that's what we're going to talk about. So after you've done fellowship, hear journals, and scripture memory, you then want to move to page 16. And page 16 introduces this concept called who's your one. And this is, I really am excited about this. Um, I, just got, I think it'll be super important. See, when we think accountability, um, I, I want you to think of two different questions that we will always ask in accountability. And you can see them actually on, we'll jump around a little bit, page 18. The core questions that we're going to ask every single week is one, which of your hear journals stood out the most to you this week and what are you doing about it? And the second one is, how have you been praying for and investing in your one this week? So the first one deals with what are you learning God's word? And then as we're going to explain more, the second question is actually focused on evangelism. It's focused on how are we uh, investing in those who don't know Jesus? And so um, real quickly, I'm going to introduce kind of who's your one, what's that, what that means, and then, Mike, if you want to kind of explain why it's so important for our D groups um, to make sure that we keep this focus and ask that question on a regular basis. And so the who's your one essentially is who is one person in your life who is far from God and how can you potentially pursue or intentionally pursue that person with the hope of the gospel? And so how can you be praying for someone to come to know Jesus and how can you invest in that relationship? And so you'll actually see on page 17, there's a card that we hand out in person and we just went ahead and put it in this guide, but we want you to think who's that person. And again, think somebody close to you. So Mike, you've got to use somebody in Tennessee, somebody in Sumner County, not your friend in Seattle. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, what if everything's digital now? 
Oh, snap. <laughs> snap. I, I, that's a, that's a good, that, that is true. I will say, I think there's still some benefit in proximity because it's hard to invite someone into, it's hard to invest in a relationship as intentionally uh, digitally as we can physically. For in sure. other words, it's harder to invite into the home and things like that. And so I, I, that's why we would say, man, proximity is a huge piece to this because what we're going to ask, you have that person's name and you're, we're going to ask you to do three things with it. We want you to one, pray for these name or for this person daily. So if it, Mike, who's your name? Give us a first name. Joe. Joe. I like it. I think, I feel like Joe is your go-to in this. It's not the first time I've heard of Joe. It's like how Robbie uses Mike all the time in his negative illustrations. That's true. <laughs> That's unfortunate for you. It is. That's right. So let's say you start going through this. People say, Joe, um, what the commitment there is that I'm going to pray for Joe by name, that they come to know Jesus Christ personally, and that I have the opportunity to share the gospel with them. That's, that's what I'm doing daily. Anybody can do that daily. The second is to invest. We're going to invest uh, weekly. And so we're going to create ways that we can invest in people's lives. And so that could be having them over for dinner. That could be sending them a text of encouragement. Um, it could be going to get their trash can. Mike, that's always your illustration. I think that's what you do. Do you have a Joe in your neighborhood that you go get his, uh, his, his trash can? No, I have a Lou. I've grabbed it a couple of times. There you go. And so getting Lou's trash can, getting uh, Joe's trash can. And then lastly, we're going to invite them to the next right thing. And so that may be our life group. That may be your church service. It may be just come over our house. It may be inviting them into relationship with Jesus. We're using the, because we're in relationship with them and spending time with them, we are keeping, uh, we have a pulse of man, what would be appropriate? What would be a strategic thing to invite them into? And so that's what our strategy of who's your one is. It's one person that doesn't know Jesus, and we're praying daily, investing weekly, and inviting to the next right thing. And so in this conversation that we're going to have in this D group, you're going to help people write that down and explain this. And so, Mike, why do you think this is going to be so important? Like, why does this question, it's one of our core questions that we ask every single week. Why is it so important to keep it there? We need things in our life to remind us of the lost people around us. I think that it is very, especially in Middle Tennessee, the buckle of the Bible belt, it is very easy to get into that Christian bubble uh, and hide, for lack of a better term. You know, the lost world is all around us. Uh, and if we are making disciples, or part of the disciple making process, rather, is sharing the gospel. If we don't ever share the gospel with anybody, if we don't ever see people coming to faith in Christ, in the discipleship process, we get to a saturation point where we just keep shuffling the deck. Yeah. And in my opinion, the, the sharing of your faith and the leading of people to Christ is really where the rubber meets the road in disciple making. So we're yeah. eventually going to run out of our close friends to disciple. You know, eventually, mm. we're going to have to share our faith with somebody. We're going to have to see somebody come to faith in Christ. And then it's going to be our responsibility to disciple them. What better way to make disciples than to say, hey, I led this guy to Christ, and now I am personally walking him through this process. Yeah, uh, The one method gives us 
uh, skin to the game. So if when I yeah. take that card, again, we talked about this with the hair journals. When we write something down, it has a tendency to stick. So when we take this card and we write that person's name down, there is a there is something that happens in our brain that makes it stick. So I've got my card, I've got my name, I have put in a face to the person that I'm praying for, and now I am actively looking for ways that yeah. I can invest in them. Yeah, it really brings intentionality to it. And it just, it gets us a little focused because it can be intimidating to just think, oh yeah, share my faith or oh, live missionally towards somebody. But like when we have a name, um, it, it's going to help us move towards action. And I, and I would really say the reason why this question too, that we got to keep it in there is if you remember that graphic on page five, the D group DNA, the outcome that we're trying to bring about is one is the marks of a disciple and the M is missional. This is directly related to that. Um, we've talked about this before, Mike, but the missional and reproducible, the outward facing aspects of the maturity process, the one where we're investing in other people is the ones that people struggle with the most in this process. And missional is the number one discipline that people struggle with. And it, what happens is if that's the biggest struggle we have, if that's our weakness, if we don't intentionally structure our time to do that, we're never going to hit it. These groups are going to become inward focused. It's going to be all about us. It's going to be more about our knowledge that we're getting. And as you were saying, it's going to end up leading to shuffling the deck within the church. We're not going to have anyone new to bring into D groups. And we're not going to be seeking and saving the lost as Christ calls us to do. We're not going to have the first part of the making disciples process. And so super important. And that's why we keep it as one of those two core questions, again, that you can see on page 18. We're always asking about your time in the word personally. And then we're always asking about how are you sharing your faith? And then what you'll see is if you go through your here journal and you go through the one question and you look and you're like, man, we've, we've got some time before prayer. We've, we've got some, some room. You can tackle these additional questions on page 18. And often what I do with it is I ask people, I say, which of these questions should we ask you on a regular basis? And I just let them tell me which one it is. And then I put an initial by it. And that way I know that's the question I'm going to ask Mike. I'm going to ask this question to this person. That's good. And so it's just a simple way to do it. But again, if we only ask the additional questions in page 18, but we don't ask the core questions on at the top, what's going to happen is we're not going to address the most influential thing, which is being in God's word. And then we're going to miss the missional aspect of this. And so it's so important that we make sure we hit the first two questions before we move to the, uh, the other ones on page 18. And so now the last element, Mike, this is the one that we actually both, we, you and I have some, uh, we get, we get kind of animated on, on prayer, which is, <laughs> which is funny, but let's talk about how do we, we're going to finish our D group with prayer. Um, how do you make the most of this time, Mike? Bro T has a great sentence that he uses whenever we're in um, an environment like the D group. When we get to the prayer time, Bro T always says, hey, we're going to do sentence prayers. You know, this is not the time to get caught up on your prayer life. Yes, mm. we want to spend um, <laughs> intimate time with the Lord in prayer, but we also have a limited amount of time. So, a couple of things that I would recommend is I would communicate clearly with your group. 
we're going to spend as much time praying as it takes us to voice our prayer requests. Because yeah, it I is very That's common great. that we'll spend 20 minutes talking about our prayer requests and spend 20 seconds praying for them. So however long it takes us, and this helps this helps uh, focus the time. You know, people start That's getting right. That's right. less detail-oriented when they're like, okay, whoa, I've been talking for five minutes. I don't know if I'm going to be able to pray <laughs> for five minutes, right? Uh, but you know, the goal is also not to limit the amount of time you're praying. It's to focus it. So uh, Broti's statement, you know, we're going to use sentence prayers to pray for these prayer requests because the expectation is, is this is not the only time that you're praying. We use the phrase, you know, we need to be praying in and for our group. So outside yeah. of the group time, we are also spending intentional time praying for the needs that were requested and the people in our group. So don't think that because you only prayed five minutes in the D group, you failed. The point is not to spend the entire time praying unless you've designated a specific week or meeting time that that's what you're going to do. Yeah, so that's, that's one thing. But the average meeting time, um, voice your prayer requests, make sure they're specific and personal. Uh, so not, not necessarily Aunt Susie's uncle's cousin that is having <laughs> hip surgery that lives in Antarctica, right? You know, that is not specific. That it, Well, maybe it's specific. It's definitely yeah, not a, personal. that's specific. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It's definitely not personal. Uh, so making sure that, hey, we want to make sure we're being real in this group. What is yeah. something that you specifically need prayer for? Yes, we, we want to hear about what's going on in your life. We're doing that in the fellowship time. And a lot of times that 10 minutes in the beginning, the catching up is probably going to drive what you're praying for at the end. No, that's it, it. A lot of time is going to attach to your R, your response of your here journal, or it's going to to your one, the person in the relationship you're trying to do there. Or if there's something that's really happening, like for instance, um, usually if you do your here journal time and a prayer request, that's going to hit both what you're learning from God and then kind of what's happening in life. And so it's usually going to be covered in that. And, you know, you said specific and personal. That's like, I always talk about that. I love uh, that. Those are the two things that I always challenge people on specific, not general. And so again, that's kind of like if your application is general in the here journal, the response is where it's specific. It's same thing. I want to pray that God just, uh, he'll be the Lord of my life. No, be specific. Where in your life does he need to be the Lord of your life? And then personal, it's moving people from situational to personal. You mentioned Aunt Sally's friend in Antarctica, you know, like that's not personal. <laughs> I'm not like, I'm doing good to pray for myself and the people in the D group. I can't, I can't go four degrees out. But also I get this a lot too, Mike, is that, man, I just, would you pray? My boss has just been overbearing. He's been really like, he's lost it on me a few times. He's got a really bad temper. He's just driving me crazy. He does all these things just in, and pray for that situation. And I'm like, okay, well, let's, let's talk about how do we pray for you in that situation? I can't control your boss and his personality, but you can control what God's going to do through you and how you respond. And so let's talk about you in that situation um, more than just, oh, help this situation to be, you know, to, to get better or that person to become a better person. That's not, that's not really what we're aiming for. And so that's specific and personal. I love the, however long you talk is how long you pray. 
Um, and then what I usually do is I just tell people, Hey, let's pray to the person on your right or the person on your left in this circle. And, uh, and we wrap it up again, having that 10 minute time frame and them seeing that early on in this is going to help you so that it's, as you were saying, not super long. I like the sentence prayer thing at Bro T always there with uh, words of wisdoms from, uh, the Bishop on the Bayou. <laughs> <laughs> So, so that, that gets your prayer and your accountability. And, and now you've introduced your five disciplines, your Bible reading here, journal, accountability, prayer, and scripture memory. And so now it's just continuing to do this. And so you'll see if you want to stick to those five rhythms. They're going to look a little different every week. Some weeks you may emphasize one more than the other, but the hope is to get through all five and so if you hit any road bumps along the way, we want to help. And so make sure if, if you aren't already subscribed to this podcast, because we're going to continue to give you tips to help you lead this group in the days ahead. And so we hope you have a great week and a great group and let us know how we can help as you make disciples that make disciples.